we are like you. We're the dreamers of the NFL. I'm Jacob. And I'm Trevor. And we dream big together about all the coolest scenarios in the NFL that may or may not ever happen in the league. Wouldn't it be cool if they did? Damn, the Mariners down 8-2 right now. It's not good. Um, who are they playing? The Yankees. Oh, dude. That sucks. Are they, wait, are they in New York or are they in Seattle? They're in Seattle. I'm oh, going. Nice. Well, I'm that gonna... sucks even more. But... Tomorrow night. Feet. Uh, I, I, we haven't bought tickets yet. Usually do the <laughs> wait until it gets closer to first pitch, and then prices drop, and then you buy your ticket then. Because, like, so what? be at my office, and my office is, like, two miles from the stadium. We'll just hop in an Uber real quick, go down. Uh, then on the way back, shit, we might even just hop on the scooters and just zip on through Soto to get back. What um? What seat will you sneak into then? Do you do that? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, usually you sit in the seat that you, like you buy. If you buy a cheap seat, you just go to the pen right out in center field and you just hang out there, and just drink beers with the common folk. Or mm-hmm. if you have a seat, you sit in your seat. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm. Mariners games are very play by ear. There's so many of them, and I go to so many of them. It's just like I'll, I'll just, I'll go wherever the vibes take me. Love that. We have the Aviators. It's the AAA team that feeds into the Oakland A's. Um, here in Vegas. Yeah. And the way the A's are playing, uh, I'm not excited for them to come to Vegas, to be honest. Other than, like, I can see a couple of away games with the Mariners. No, they will improve drastically when they come to Vegas. Why is that? How does – I don't understand how that works. The money. Does the money really get better? Oh, Yeah. Oh, so they can afford oh. better. Okay, I get it. Because baseball doesn't have a cap like football. They're not working to the same limitations. Yeah. And they, they have no money. The ownership needs to decide to, yeah. I, I mean, it's moving to Vegas, the influx of cash. I mean, if they invest in the team, like, yeah, it, it should be a night and day difference. Um, you get, you're getting, they're getting bled dry. Because they, they, I mean, they got no revenue coming in. Because, well, they got a shitty team. Now the good thing is they're not paying anything either. Um, the A's have historically had one of the lowest payrolls in baseball, just because they're, you know, they've got one of the, uh, like they just couldn't profit in Oakland. Um, and Vegas is not going to have that problem. They're going to be able to spend or charge pretty exorbitant prices for all their tickets, and they'll get filled. Well, that'll be exciting. I'm yeah. still not so going to be an A's fan. Married for life, but not yeah. going to be an A's fan because they're a division rival. So, um, 
you know, they can all, I don't know, lose to the Mariners every time they're in town. Big and Matt Bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 More, more of that, kind of. Um. Yeah. No. I am. I'm excited for that though, because I don't know. I. I'd love to see them have like some kind of like a minimum spending number or something like that in the sports that don't have a salary cap because it's just the A's are gross right now. Like they're hitting historically bad this year. No, they are. They are on pace to uh, set the new record for least amount of games won. Like, my, my dad and I were talking about this actually last night. Uh, there's this this adage, this saying with baseball, it's like, you'll you'll win 50, you'll lose 50, and how you play the other 62 determines the outcome of your season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they'll win 50. Like, <laughs> they're, they're at 10 as of tonight. And I don't see them on the fast track to winning an 11 soon. Yeah, no, I'm with you. They're, they're terrible. Um, so I just wish the Mariners could play them more. Um, yeah. It's just fun to beat up on them. Um, but fortunately can't. It's- it's almost um, – it's like the 10 wins they do have, you can't even really celebrate as an A's fan because that has less to do with your team having won, like earned a win, and more to do with like, wow, what was happening to the other team that night that they they lost? Like the A's didn't <laughs> win it. Just the other teams lost, and it's like, oh, are they okay? What what was going on that night? <laughs> you just got beat by a triple-A team. Like, Yeah. All right, back to football. Sure. I mean, the schedule got released. That's kind of cool. I did. We know who plays who and when they play each other. That is exciting for the most part. There are some some things that aren't one hundred percent clear on the schedule, but for the most part, we do. Um, And I think that there's definitely there's a few. I've seen a few. Like there's a couple interesting. Interesting nuggets that I've seen. Um, like, for example, just to kick things kick things off is like first thing you look at right when the schedule gets released. It's like who's playing in that first game? You know, Ch- defending Super Bowl champion the Chiefs. Like they're playing right. Um, right. Team they're playing like you'd expect them to see like like you expect them to throw like a you know like a, a, a Chargers in there. Or maybe like I, th- I think they played the Bills in the opener. That would one, be. Or I don't, I don't know. Like, like, wicked. Like one of those powerhouse teams like that, right? No, no, no. Start the season off strong. No, no. They're playing <coughs> the hapless Detroit Lions in the season opener. Like the Lions hype train is, and in full fucking force. Like uh, I'm all about it. I oh, I, I love it too. Like, and like, I mean, like, wouldn't it be cool to see the Lions just go into Arrowhead in the first game of the season and just 
knock the Chiefs off. Like, Ooh. like that would be fucking awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? Honestly, Trevor, that would be cool. But not because that would just be cool to see the defending Super Bowl champs, you know, struggle early. That would be cool for the Lions. That would be cool for, okay, hold on. It's kind of weirding me out. I just need to get this out of the way. The The first game of the year, these are not, it's not a, a divisional rivalry game. It's not even a conference rivalry or two of the top powerhouses. This is about as oddball of a, a team they could have thrown to play this defending Super Bowl champs as they could have. Like this is a, there's, this is a marketing tactic of some sort. There's something, something new with the, the script writers are onto something. They're setting something up there. It's a character development game is what it is. And that's why it would be cool. A character development game for a team like the lions coming off the high from last year, they won their last game of the season. It didn't go the way they wanted it to because so did Seattle. And there was that little love triangle thing going on between them and green Bay and Detroit. And Thank you, Detroit. Um, yeah. Thank you, Detroit. But that, that would be awesome to see the Lions continue to ride the high exactly where they left off and be seeing no one saw coming. That would be a character development game. That would be a statement game and a pivotal season. And it's the first game of the league year. That's yeah. why that would be cool. I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen either, because it's like I feel like that the week one man, you just don't know really know what like a lot of teams just like they'll come out flat or some some teams that aren't even necessarily great teams will come out really good in that first week of the game. You just never really know. Um, but I love that week one's full of some really juicy matchups. Um, What's another? That game that week is uh, Giants Cowboys, which you know I mean that's a that's a pretty good. Uh, you know, division rivalry up, right? And then you get who's the home team? Uh I believe the Giants are. I think they're in in yeah, New York. And then um the Monday night game might be the best one of the week. You get Bills at Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Uh his first start as a New York Jet. Like that that that's gonna be that's gonna mm. be something a sight to behold. Um, I think you know. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very interested. I, I, I think week one's gonna be. It's a, the schedule looks great to kick off the season. I mean, it's a, they, they could have a bunch of terrible matchups. It really wouldn't matter. I'm gonna sit there and be just excited and giddy as all hell to sit on my couch all day and watch football. But I'm glad they yeah. gave us jobs that they did. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I thought I just I, I thought it was interesting um, that the I mean I just, that was the very first thing I that really popped in my head was the Lions, you know, team that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2016, where they lost as a wild card team to the Seahawks, you know, hasn't won their division since fucking Nam. I don't even know. Why. <laughs> Um, 
sometime in the 90s, dude. I think it was like 91 or 93. Like, um, uh, 93. Yeah, 1991 and 1993 with Barry Sanders as the all-time Russian leader leading the way. Mm, yeah, so that's the team that knocks off the defending Super Bowl champions, I would just... 30 years later. I would love it. Um, and just kicks off just a big playoff run for the Lions. It'd be great to see. Um, I think they're actually like betting favorites right now to win no way. The NFC North. Oh, the... Oh, I can see that. Because... Bears, pack. I yeah don't see the Bears posing much of a threat. They've got to develop for a couple more years. I feel like before they're gonna be where the Lions are at now. The Vikings are still pretty good, but they're also uh, not very consistent. I feel like the Packers will be interesting just because they don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. So. Who knows what's going to happen with them, but yeah, I don't think that's like even with Aaron Rodgers and the team they had last year, the Lions still knocked them off. So I don't, I don't think that like they have no reason to be worried about that. The only team I would say is the Vikings might get in the way of the Lions' journey there, but like I said, they're also very inconsistent, and the Lions have had their share of inconsistency, but. Not towards the end of last season. They had a really solid back half of the season. And they've shown incremental growth Like since Dan Campbell's taken over. I don't see why that would stop. You know, that seems more of a, a formative thing, like a foundation, you know, cultural thing Dan Campbell's been instilling in the team. And, like, it's finally catching up with them as opposed to the Lions having to catch up with the rest of the league. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I feel like like I'm really glad the Lions have kind of stuck with Dan Campbell a little bit, even though there's been some rocky patches, right? It's like they've been one of those teams that's super quick to pull the trigger and fire coaches in the past. And it's like, hey, maybe we should uh, like let, let, a, let a guy like come in and take his time to really like reset the culture in the building and see what that does to the organization instead of just, you know, overreacting to the first, you know, season and a half of the guy in, in town. Yeah. Um, and what you're seeing the Lions do right now is a great example of that where Dan Campbell came in struggled, but as he's gotten everybody to turn around, buy in and really be, you know, his guys and, be a part of the team and really want to follow his program, you're starting to see them reap the rewards. Um, and that's the sign of, you know, next level coaching um, yeah. and leadership as a whole. Um, as cool as it would be to see them knock off the Chiefs that first game of the season, these are still the Chiefs. They still have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and are the defending Super Bowl champs for a reason. They are still a wicked good team. Yeah. 
Um, at the end of the day, just give me give me a great game and I'll be happy. But I would love to see them, you know, go and go and win it. Um, Ooh, here's one. Uh, wouldn't it be cool maybe to see a little overtime action in that Thursday night game? Oh yeah, I'm always I'm all for free football. It's my favorite kind of football. Um, it's my favorite kind of just about anything. Like free beer, one of the best best kinds of beer. Um, you know. Free food, great food. Um, food always tastes better when it's free. Um, so yeah, free football, all for it. Give me, wouldn't it be cool if every game went to overtime? All, God. No. no, I don't. It might get old. Then would any game really be going to overtime if you think about it? No, really, you just play a five quarter game. <laughs> You'd have teams proposing league rule changes to just the whole game, just as five quarters now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna call my shot here. Then the Lions, if they win, are gonna beat the Chiefs in overtime in Arrowhead on a walk off pick six, meaning the Chiefs win the toss. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball in his hands. Makes an error, and that that's it. Game. That's you a have bold your, call. Have your exciting first game of the season, and that the is Lions a riding call. the hype train. That would definitely qualify. Um, and that's the perfect start to a hype train season for the Lions, right? Because then people can be like, "Well, the only one because Mahomes fucked up. Like they didn't win that game. Like, you know." That's always that's always something that's good about a good hype train is the 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 naysayers the doubters. Um, it's like yeah maybe, but then how do you explain the other twelve wins on their stat sheet? <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know about you, but the next thing that I kind of look at when I'm looking at the NFL schedule, other than the very first game and. The, this time, the first game was very, very intriguing. Um, I mean, it usually is a pretty intriguing game. Sometimes it's not as great. But this year, I thought especially it was intriguing. But I digress. Um, the next thing I look at is, like, what teams are playing and what, what are these primetime games that we're going to be watching that, you know, the whole world's plugged in for at the same time. Like, those are my favorites. Uh, usually you get some of the best matchups, those Sunday night games, Thursday night games, Monday night games. Well, Thursday night games, yeah. Um, I will say it seems like the Thursday night schedule, it appears to be better this year than it has been in years past. Looks yeah. like better matchups now. I mean, you never really know, you know, like, like you could have like thing with when you're scheduling these games at the beginning of the season, it's like, you know, you might think this is a great matchup, but like it could end up being a dud, right? Like, they had the Broncos littered all over prime time last year because they thought the Broncos were going to be a really good team and a really compelling team with Russell Wilson, and they fucking sucked, and they nobody wanted to watch the Broncos, and we were all running campaigns to get them off of all the primetime games. But, you know, you would have no way of predicting that. Um, but this year, I mean, you look and it's like, I see some really good matchups. Um, Vikings Eagles in week two, you know, that's, that should be a pretty good matchup. Week four, Lions Packers. Um, that's, 
I, I think that's going to be really compelling, you know, seeing, you know, seeing what Jordan Love does and that important, you know, interdivision game. You got Broncos Chiefs on there. Um, Bengals Ravens. Oh, that'll be a good one. You know, what's interesting is the Seahawks actually have two back-to-back Thursday night games this year, which I think oh, yeah. is kind of... I might be at one of those. I don't know which one yet, but I think I'm going to go to the one that's in Dallas the week okay. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's sweet. I really uh, want to go to the Thanksgiving Day one, though. I am going to try to go to the Thanksgiving Day game at all costs. Uh, seems like a game I should definitely be at. Um I've already texted my parents and said we should go. Started planting that seed. So this is my next seed plant because I'm sure they'll listen to this episode. Um, so mom, dad, we should definitely go to that that game. Um, it'll be purely for research purposes to improve my podcast. Um, and I mean, I know that you guys are supportive, so you'll probably take me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna try and definitely be at that game. Um, that's probably the game that I saw on the schedule that I was the most excited for when I was looking at it, right? Was oh Seahawks, Niners, Christmas Day. Jacob, do you remember the last time Seahawks played the Niners Wait. on Day? Or it's on Christmas sorry, Day too? I don't mean Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh, that's tough. They're in San but Francisco. Do, do you remember the last time the Seahawks played the Niners in the night game on Thanksgiving Day? I should. I don't. Um, it ended with uh, Richard Sherman and Russell Wilson eating uh, turkey legs. Oh. 49ers logo in, I don't know if it was Levi Stadium yet or if it was still, you know, the old stadium. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty electric. Um, they were wearing that the great. That was a good one. Uh yeah, it was that was good. Um and so I'm hoping that this year ends the same way, except this time we'll be eating the turkey legs on our own uh on our own field. Uh but yeah, I mean I, I love that for the Seahawks that you get the two Thursday night games back to back. Uh because it's just like that uh it doesn't become quite as brutal, you know. Yeah. Well, then after the back-to-back Thursday games, you get – now it's like a 10-day slate before the next Sunday game, right? Because you played the early part of that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing I don't love in the Seahawks schedule, like pivoting to that a little bit, is that we have like a week four bye. Um, Ooh. Really tough having that early season bye. You got, it's like a big grind that we're going to have to make going into the end of the season, so – I'll say as a fan, I really like it because it's fun when you know, okay, you know, October's rolling around and I am going to be able to see my team play every Sunday now for the rest of the season. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as, as the players, I imagine that's, that's gotta be tough. Yeah. Well, and I, I kind of stay as a fan. I don't even really like it. Cause I'm like, I'd rather my team be, uh, you know, get that, you know, kind of like late mid-season by right like like that not fully late season but not like not, week 10 yeah like like the perfect like okay like like they've had to grind a bit to get through the beginning of the season 
Um, but it came late enough that it also got some people healthy, you know, going into playoffs. Like those are, that's, that's, that's the one right there, right. That you really want to see. Um, but yeah, like I'd rather see, I'd rather see our buy the week right before Thanksgiving. Oh, that'd be awesome. If we had buy into the back-to-back Thanksgiving days, cause then you get a buy a normal week of work. Right. And then, right. And then you get the 10 day like mini buy that you get after coming off a Thanksgiving day game or a, a oh. Thursday game. So the NFL wouldn't be, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let a team, it wouldn't be so gracious, right? Unless it was the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, true. Dang that. Yeah. I don't know. That was the game I was most excited to to look at was Seattle, San Francisco, the uh, Thursday night on Thanksgiving, the primetime di- Thanksgiving dinner game. Oh yeah. Well, the Thanksgiving That's dinner is over here on the, uh... and it's in Seattle too. Oh. I'm glad it's that one's the home game because that would be tough on a holiday like that to have to go to a hostile environment like San Francisco and play a team that is, Still pretty good. Coming off a an championship oh, yeah. showing. Yeah, they're definitely going to be a force to reckon with. I mean, they'll have to figure out exactly what the fuck's going on at quarterback for them. Um, but that defense is no joke, and they've still got Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Debo Samuel, and yeah, they're they're still going to be a problem. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I look at our schedule and I'm like, I think, you know, there's a lot of very, very intriguing games. Um, I think it's also gettable for us, right? Um, Week one, we play the Rams. I think the Rams, I I think they should be pretty easy to beat this year. It looks like they're not going to be a great team this year. So hopefully that's a nice little cakewalk. But, you know, I hate saying that because it just feels like the Rams are always that team that just gives the Seahawks hell no matter what. Um, even it was a game. They the Seahawks didn't win it until Gino did a two minute drill, you know, drive down inside two minutes of the fourth quarter, and they they won it on a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone to DK. And that, though it came down to that drive, didn't feel like a one score game. It felt like Seattle was winning it the entire time, even when they're behind going into the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, it felt like, okay, well, it's like the script is already written. We just have to watch it now. And it's kind of fun. So I I know what you mean. And I feel like that game will be probably pretty similar, even though the scoreboard might not totally reflect the story. I I feel like that's a pretty winnable game. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's absolutely. That's, I mean, that's a game that I would say most people should be, we should be the favorite. Like we should win that game. Right. If we're if you're if you're expecting us to take a step forward after what happened last year, right, and for Gino to continue doing what he did last year, right, then we go and we have to yeah. go to Detroit in week two, right. That's going to be a tricky game, right, for all the reasons we just talked about how Detroit could be a sneaky good team and knock off the you know the Chiefs. But hey, I mean, wouldn't it be cool if the Detroit Lions beat the Chiefs week one, right, and then they're coming off that high of beating the defending Super Bowl champs, and they just can't match us. And we just steamroll them there in week two. Um, that's what I would love to see. 
but I mean, it's also tough because you're coming off that team that's going to be on the ten days rest. Um, you know, so it's going to be a tricky game. Uh, I think that should be a really fun one to watch. Could be a really high. I mean, you remember the game of the Lions and the Seahawks played last year. It was an absolute barn burner. Um, Forty-eight so I, to forty-five. Yeah. No defense, all offense. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, you know, that, that, that could be a good game to watch. Um, week three, we get to go. We get Bryce Young comes to town. Um, oh, that'll um, be exciting. Uh, then we, get, we go to New York to play the Giants in week four. Gosh, that'll be a tough one. With their de- defense, they're going to be tough, right? Then we get our bye week five, right? Then we got to go to Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow. Brutal. Um, so, I mean, it's like those first, you know, five games of the season, right? It's like, we got some winnable games in there, but we also got some tough games that could go either way. Right. So I think it'd be really tough. Well, we get out of those, we get out of, we get out of week six, right. Which is after week six, we'll have played five games. We got a week six and we're like four and one, like we got something going here. Like we're, that's, that should be a pretty damn good season for us. Um, that's, I think it's definitely doable. Um, yeah. if we're five and oh, we're ecstatic. Right. Um, yeah, we roll from the Bengals into the Cardinals. Um, you know, division games are tough, but I, I, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be too too worrisome this year. The Browns, which I feel like the Browns are one of those teams I don't really know. Like, if Deshaun Watson shows up and plays like he's getting paid to play, uh, they could be a really, really good team. But also, like, they're the fucking Browns. So, like, I don't want to put any stock into them, you know? So... I don't know. That game is kind of a toss-up, but I would definitely lean Seahawks that way. Um, Got to go to Baltimore week nine. Going to be tough. Um, should be a really fun one to watch. Oh, um, I, I think that'll be fun for the fact that it will be a test for our defense. And if this is going to be a team, a Seattle team that's going to make a deep playoff run this year, you're going to see it because of how the defense stands against teams like the Ravens or how the offense poses against a team like the Bengals early in the season. Like we're going to know within the first half of the season, how the playoffs are going to look for Seattle. Yeah. I mean, against the Bengals, it's more of a defensive question as well because their offense fucking ridiculous. Uh, But yeah, no, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's all about how we measure, how we play against those really good teams. Like, you're measuring yourself against the best. Um, and those games are vitally important to come out and play well and show that, hey, we belong. Also, what's cool is that neither of it, those it, two it, games are conference rivals. So, like, if we lose, it's not, you know, in terms of tiebreakers, it's like, okay, those would be the two to measure yourself against and let be a learning game rather than, seen a yeah, kick on the left side of the call. They're not like the, the do or die games for sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, like we I, you're, it does, every game is a must-win game in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and we don't, I don't worry about motivation at all. But, yeah, those those games are, I think, gonna, are so, some of the most intriguing definitely in the early stretch for this Seahawks. I think – I think our schedule is just—it's very—it's—it's—it's it's, it's juicy this year. I think there's a lot of storylines there. I mean, 
if the team is as good as I think that we are going to be this year, um, I think this is, you know, it, uh, this is a playoff team, double digit win team, you know, like I, I think this could be some, we could, could really be something, right. I think, you know, we're going to really find out uh, in those games against the Bengals and the Ravens, both of them on the road against very, very good football teams, right? Like if you can split those games, you're ecstatic, right. But really you just got to show that you can compete. Splitting um, those games and not splitting division games. Yeah. Gotta gotta sweep the Rams, gotta sweep the Cardinals, because at best you assume you, you maybe split it with the forty niners. Yeah, exactly. The Niners are gonna be tough to tough to sweep. Uh now, I mean we we very well could. Um we play them week twelve and week fourteen. Um week fourteen is that uh or sorry, week twelve is the Thanksgiving game. Week fourteen early is two weeks later. Um, yeah, and I, those. I mean that this run, that run of week twelve. Oh man, what a run! It's week twelve, Niners. Week thirteen at Dallas. Week fourteen at Niners. Week fifteen, Eagles at home. Uh, that's a four. That's a four week run that is going to re- that that's in the most important part of your season that those are games that we're going to have to fucking we can get out of some of the sharpest coaching minds in the league right now oh, yeah. and some of the most uh, uh, elite player squad I, I the words escape me i'm like the, those are just the, hard I mean, to play. I mean the, the 49ers defense and the Eagles defense last year they were competing for the best defense in the league and they both debatably got better this offseason, um, I – yeah, those – I mean, and we got to play them three of those four weeks. And the other week, we just have to deal with, oh, Micah Parsons. Like, yeah, um, good luck to us. Um, that's going to be a very stressful month to be a Seahawks fan. Um, but if I know Seahawks football, those are going to be some of the most entertaining football games of the entire NFL season, period. Um but, you know, and then after those games, we got to wrap it up. We have, you know, what, I mean, at least as of now, looks like a pretty easy little finish after that where we go to Tennessee on Christmas Eve. Um, oh, fun. And we've got uh, the Steelers at home on New Year's Eve. And then we're at Arizona Week 18. Um so those three games, I think right now you'll look at and you say, like, you know, we should have the upper hand in them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you look at the Seahawks game, and this is every every season, right? It's kind of what you, we were when we were talking about the uh, baseball season. It's like, okay, you're going to win, win 50, lose 50. You know, what are you doing the other ones? It's kind of like for the NFL season, it's really – it's like, hey, you're going to – for the most part, some teams are ridiculously good, but you're probably going to win three, lose three. What do you do with the other, you know – nine or ten or whatever it is think 11 i guess it would be um now there's a lot more got so much more when you're playing those little games man those so much more matters um but yeah i think you look at those the two games against the niners every year like fucking circle them those are going to be super important um Bengals, ravens are going to be important not necessarily because like like you said they're in they're they're not in our division so they're not too big of a concern but it's how how do you stack up against the best teams in the league, right? But that then that stretch, man, two games against the Niners in four weeks, along with games against the Cowboys and the Eagles, like 
when you got to think, I mean, if the way that the NFCS, NFC East usually gets going, those guys are usually in a dogfight at that point in the season for who's going to win their division. And that's another, you know, game against supposedly yeah, a really true. good team that you got to play. I mean, in, those in, games in, are just NFC. as important for them to win against Seattle as it is for Seattle to beat them. Yeah, and, and, and you and you got to think that it's going to matter. I mean, for seeding, like, all those teams are going to be right in it, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's so vitally important. Like, I mean, those those Niners games, man, like, they're just – every year, I mean, it, it it's not always the Niners. It feels like it, it, it's usually the Niners, but, like, there's always, you know, that the, there's that one team in the division that you just got to beat. Man, if we can fucking sweep the Niners, like, we're looking at something special. Um, but man, it's going to be a fun year to watch the Seahawks play football. Um, it's going to be a fun year to watch the NFC West. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just so stoked. Can't wait for it. Um, only, you know, a hundred something days or whatever. Only. God damn it. I'm so excited. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to, hear to start. That, feel that energy in, in Lumen Field again, man. That's. There's nothing quite like it. Oh, what a season it'll be. Thank you for listening to the greatest hypothetical sports podcast in the world. If you love this episode, then please click follow, give us a five-star rating, and give the next episode a listen. We'll be here every week with a new episode of Wouldn't It Be Cool? Yeah, and you know, come and reach out to us on social media. Um, our at is at WIBC underscore podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We want to know, you know, what you guys think is cool. What you think, you know, wouldn't it be cool?